Hi everyone, before we start today's Morning Tea episode, I want to share with you something that would greatly help the family of Vitya Ratanapakti who tragically died due to senseless hate crime and I'll be getting more into this matter in the episode. Vitya Ratanapakti was a gentle, beloved father and grandfather who emigrated from Thailand in order to be with his family and take care of his grandchildren. In honor and memory of Vitya, his son-in-law Eric Lawson has made a GoFundMe page to raise money for his funeral and memorial legacy fund. If you'd like to support, I provided a link to the GoFundMe page where you could donate in the description for this episode below. Please share this with your friends, family, and community and take a moment in honor of Vitya Ratanapakti. Thank you for listening to the short message and now let's start the episode. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the half of this podcast on the Morning Tea series where I pretty much spill a tea on myself or give you my hot takes on particular trends in the news or maybe it's something that's not trending, something that you haven't heard of before, but something I'm bringing to light nonetheless. And today's episode, I'll be quite frank. It's not going to be positive. It's not going to be silly or funny or anything like that. It's going to be quite solemn. And the type of tea I'm spilling today is one filled with fury, disappointment, and has a lot of what the fuck is wrong with people. And I'm talking about an incident that happened last week on Thursday in San Francisco that involved the senseless, brutal murder of an 84-year-old native Thai man, to be more specific, a grandfather uh, by the name Vitya Ratanapakti, and I do apologize if I did butcher that name, Vitya Ratanapakti. So Vitya, he emigrated from his homeland, Thailand, to San Francisco in order to help take care of his grandchildren. Right? It's uh, it's a uh, it's just so such a loving and heartwarming reason to move out of your country, to go move in with your family and take care of their grandchildren. Maybe there's other reasons, but what the f- fuck? That's such a heartwarming reason. And I'm already getting heated. I'm already laying down the swear words because what happened to this man? What? Like, if he stayed in Thailand, he would have been alive and kicking right now. But before I put in my own two cents, let me cover what happened uh, from an objective standpoint, just according to the news. So Vitya was out on a morning walk, as reported by his family, uh, around 8 o'clock in the morning or so. Just I mean, the morning nonetheless in San Francisco. And this teenager by the name Antoine Watson, a 19-year-old resident of Daly City, he came up to Vitya, pushed him hard to the ground, and it's, from the video, walked off. He ran up. To Vitya, pushed him hard to the ground, and then walked off. Didn't even run away. Just walked off like nothing happened. Like he didn't give any shits about what he just did. Again, the shitbag's name is Antoine Watson, 19-year-old resident of Daly City. And another person who may have been Watson's accomplice, but 
is being more so considered as an accessory to this case. They go by the name Malaysia Goo, who is a 20-year-old resident of Dali City as well. Now, this whole situation again occurred last Thursday in San Francisco during the morning time. And this attack on Vicha, again, a four-year-old native Thai grandfather, the attack was unprovoked and senseless in every aspect. If you see the video, if you watch the video, which I had, I only watched it once and I was very reluctant to watch it, but I only wanted to watch it to get the, a fuller sense of just what the hell happened. You can see, you can see that Watson just came up to Vicha and pushed him down and it was on the concrete. Holy shit. You, if you don't know, smacking your head hard against something that's hard as well like concrete it's such a fucking big deal it's such a big deal when you hit your head against something hard like concrete that can really mess you up and can really cause death it is a serious manner it's not like you bumping hard against something you know hard or you know you falling on your back if you hit your head hard on the ground that's not soft you could potentially die is likely to happen and it was so hard to stomach what happened now i'm i'm the way i'm approaching this is as if watson is the one who committed this crime now going off of that it's not been declared that he is guilty so as of recent news he has already been in court and he has pleaded not guilty after being arrested so actually, let me back up a little bit more so. The following Saturday, right, uh, around two days after the incident with Vicha, Vicha died in the hospital. And on that same Saturday, police came to Watson's house and arrested him and Goo as well. <laughs> I'm going to call the other person Goo. Why not? Goo. And they arrested them and they've been in court. Watson pleaded not guilty. Goo was apparently released because I mean, the police could not find any sort of evidence that she, uh, I was going to say she going off the name Malaysia, but this person, Gu, just didn't have any sort of involvement with this senseless act of murder. Just this hate crime, this elder abuse. I want to call it all of that because that is what happened. That is what it is. They were released. Now we just have to wait until a final verdict is made on Watson. So what I have to say about that is, I feel like it's quite evident that Watson is most likely the suspect and the one who committed this hate crime because it was also reported by the district attorney in San Francisco that later that morning on Thursday, Watson and I believe Gu, who were in the same car at the time, they were charged with a citation for, I don't know, some, some kind of traffic val uh, citation, I believe. I, I'm not too knowledgeable with that. I don't know what really happened there. But there was police body cameras where, I mean, you can see the whole attire of this person, Watson, right? You can see their attire. You can see what they look like from these body cams. And if you match that with the CCTV that picked up, the incident itself in broad daylight dude like watson like the kid watson 
is doesn't have a lot going for him in his case when he pleads not guilty. That motherfucker should be just real quick put in jail. Real quick. And he just pleads not guilty. And there's also more opposition to Watson being uh, the suspect because he is a kid, right? He's just a kid. And he lives with his family. He has like a large family and a large count of siblings. I don't remember the number, like around nine siblings or so. And I believe on the day where Watson has court hearing, his grandmother was there too and then yelled out, I love you, Antoine, which is you know, Watson's name. And then the grandmother later gave a statement saying that she wishes and hopes that Watson walks out the court or out of the doors like she did, right? As a free man. I understand, but... Like, can you really say the same thing? For example, if there was like plain hard evidence against Watson who committed this hate crime, that he actually did this, can you say the same thing that you hope that he walks out the door? I mean, I understand deep down as a grandmother or as just a family member nonetheless who loves your grandchildren, your son, you know, whatever the relationship may be, you want them to be a good person. You want the best for them. But if they committed a hate crime, nonetheless a murder, a senseless act of murder, you can't really say the same thing. No matter how much deep down you want to not believe this, that you want to believe that the suspect whatever relationship you have with them, is a good person. I understand that. But we can't let this go. We can't just turn a blind eye because of the purely emotional aspects, right? That's why we have these court systems. Though they may be flawed, that's why, I mean, that's why I would hope these court systems are in place for us to put in place a fair trial for both the defendant and the one who is what's the other person called again the the victim and the, the defendant for the most part right that's i mean that's the only terminology i know with uh, those in court so i understand where the grandmother is coming from but and in the face of evidence and the objective truth no emotional reasoning can weasel your way out of this watson if he truly is the one who committed this senseless act of murder, should be locked up and should be appropriately punished to the fullest extent that the law can allow it. And those are not just my words. Those are also the, I believe the mayor of San Francisco also said that as well. Mayor London Breed. That's pretty much the objective sort of uh, background regarding this whole incident. Now, my hot take on this. I become so cynical whenever I read these kind of articles or even see any sort of these kind of videos where like, for example, Karen videos, I just can't watch them. I do not like watching them, but it makes me feel like I want to become the best I can become. I want to hold a high position where if I'm able to represent my people or the good of all people. I want to punish those who are being senseless, irrational, and being absurd, and more so taking action based on these senseless, irrational thoughts and beliefs and harming someone else. That's the key thing that I do not like. When someone else is 
being harmed, or if their day is being impeded on irrationally, like in a on a significant degree. I cannot stand that. I can understand it. I'll let you say your piece. I'll let you say whatever you want to say. I'll try to understand it. I'll try to listen to you with, you know, while without being as biased. I'll do my best, and then I'll take that understanding. And if it's just worse than what I imagined, like you were being truly senseless and irrational and without thought and awareness, then that's going to make me think worse of you than what the news or you know portrayed you as or what the headlines say. It's so horrible, and I feel like you see this a lot with. I don't want to say it's just the younger generation. Of course, there's the older generation who believes a lot of things on the news, but just for the people in general, whether they're you know、uh, teenagers and or young adults or older people or middle-aged people, whoever they are, why do they act out in these kind of ways? And yes, I mean, I, even though I'm asking this question in a genuine manner, I can speculate. I can think about why they may act out in these ways, but still, I would like to hear directly from their mouths. Why do they do this? Like, if Watson did this, if he truly did this, which I believe he did, he committed this hate crime and that ended up in murder. I got. I want to hear from his mouth. I want to understand why he did this, and then with that understanding, I will focus that into something. Maybe that will be disappointment. Maybe that will be anger towards him. Or maybe I can put that into something more positive, where because I cannot stand this kind of shit, because I cannot stand when people harm other people out of purely irrational, senseless, subjective reasoning and beliefs. Purely, I, I'm not saying that's bad in general, right? Like with a lot of social matters these days, we have to put in our the subjective reasoning, right? The emotions behind it, how we feel personally about it. That's incredibly important. What I'm talking about. Like when the whole pandemic started, when Asian Americans started to be targeted because whomever, right, the group is the, this these people who are committing these hate crimes, they want to direct the blame onto Asian Americans because the whole thing with China, how they're the one who delivered this disease, COVID nineteen, and then they're being blamed for it, or just nonetheless, Asian Americans are being blamed for it. That is incredibly senseless and irrational line of thinking. I understand the the feeling, the need to blame someone, but why allow yourself to go to the extent where you wholeheartedly believe that, let's say, all the Asian Americans are to blame, and that you will act in some irrational and harmful manner towards them? When the whole thing started, like I'm fortunate enough to have not experienced any sort of hate crime. And I will attribute that to the fact that I'm half Korean, right, or just half Asian, nonetheless. And I also attribute that to possibly the neighborhood I live in. It's not too whitewashed. It's a nice neighborhood that I live in, but it's fairly diverse, right? There's a lot of Indian families,、uh, a lot of Black families live here. It's very like military-heavy area as well. Like there's an Air Force base near us. It's just a diverse neighborhood, no problems whatsoever, and there's none that I've heard of, at least, that is within my vicinity. So I am fortunate enough to not have experienced any level of hate crime. But when I do hear about this happening in other areas, I'm always baffled. Like, are people really thinking 
on this idiotic level that all Asians are to be blamed for. That makes no sense. Like, what the hell? How about this? Hitler, he's German. Or you can even be more vague than that. He's white. Are all white people just as terrible as Hitler to some degree? Are all German people just as bad as Hitler? If you claim, hey white person, if you claim to have some German in you, can I automatically assume that, hey, maybe you're just a bit bad like Hitler. Like you don't, you hate people of color. Do I just assume that? Do I blame all white people for the Holocaust? Do I blame all German people for the Holocaust? Not even, this is why, and this was told by a Jewish friend of mine. Not all Jewish people blaming all Germans for what happened back then. They don't. They understand Hitler was just Hitler. He, he is an individual of himself. There are other individuals in of themselves as well who are just evil and stupid and wrong. But they also understand, right, that not all Germans are the ones who are bad. I mean, I remember even watching a video where a ex-Nazi supporter, uh, a German civilian who I believe, I, I don't remember where they met up, but a Jewish woman and a ex-Nazi supporter met up with each other. And the Jewish woman was a survivor, Holocaust survivor, and they met up. I mean, oh my God. If they can say that not all German people are <laughs> like bad, especially someone who was in the, in the face of it all, how can you say that all Asians are the one to blame for the coronavirus? It doesn't make any fucking sense. You can't even say that for the Chinese people. Chinese Americans, Chinese citizens who are, you know, who are of their, that nationality. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And a lot of the times, and I'll just say this to be open and raw with this sort of topic. I do feel like I, <laughs> I do look at the younger generation as people who are, who grew up more on these social issues, right? And it's no, no brainer that they are partaking or becoming more aware, or maybe their just behavior and outlook on society is influenced by these social matters. But we can't forget that we need to be rational and civil when discussing these things, when we're trying to take action, right? Again, I'm not saying that putting in our personal and emotional beliefs and or anything of that nature into these social matters is wrong. It is great, 100 billion percent great. But at the same time, we can't defeat the, the problems with bad actions and bad speech. We just can't, it makes no sense to do that. We have to approach this with good actions and good speech. What do I mean by that? Well, nothing incredibly irrational, right? If, uh, you know, we can't just say, let's, let, for example, this is a, a totally radical uh, <laughs> statement. Let's kill all the policemen because they are pigs and they are the ones causing this hate crime stuff. And they're the ones who are killing our community members. I understand the rationale behind it. But that is such a radical statement. Let's kill all the police people because a lot of the police people in general are the ones who are killing just, just folks, just harmless folks, just regular folks. 
I mean, I don't know what else to call them. Like, regular American citizens. Like, just your average Joe. We can't say that, though. We can't say, let's kill all the police people, though. I feel like we can't even say, let's defend the police. No, let's... See, this is what I mean with bad speech and bad actions. We can't just defund the police, for example, because that's not good. Instead, the more productive and I would say progressive line of thinking would be to let's reform the police. Let's reform it. Let's give them more funding so that they can reform the whole infrastructure and their training as well. Right? Let's do that. There have been police that I've listened to on podcasts who are good policemen, right? And they are people of color as well, if if that is uh, very important. And I can understand that being very important as well. I'm not being you know sarcastic with that. Who have talked about how reforming the police is something that is in just heavy need, just in general, because people are not training and there's no sort of like therapy as well, because just you're having to deal with like crime, hardcore crime at times. And that could be incredibly scary as shit. So if you're not receiving the proper training or maybe even psychological training as well on a timely basis, like you do with your workouts, like you work out three times a week or something like that, you're not going to perform your job as well. And it'll lead down to what we always see now on the news, which is sad that it's becoming normal. You know, shootings of innocent people who have nothing to do with with any sort of like harsh or radical, like just anything harmful, really. But there is a lot to unpack there. And as a final note, I want to say this. Whether it's in relation to what happened last week on Thursday, whether it's having to do with any sort of social cause, we need to approach this with good speech and good actions. And we can't just say, let's talk about this all the time. We do need to talk about it all the time. I'll say that actually. Let me let me correct myself. We do need to talk about it all the time to bring awareness to this. But if we are going to talk about it all the time, we need to do that with good speech. We can't just throw out blames. We can't just harshly criticize people all the time. We need to do that, but not all the time. Because at that point, for let's say like when, when a lot of people, you know, criticize white people in general, I just feel like white people are just being criticized all the time. And you, I, and a lot of other people, people of color, we all know that white people are not always bad. I mean, I feel wrong just for saying that. Not all white people are bad. It just happens to be that a large majority of these cases involve white people committing these hate crimes and such. It's bad, I know, but gotta focus on the objective truth at times as well that not all white people are bad. So what's a more progressive way to approach this? What's some good actions and good speech that we can implement so that we can actually focus on the problem, right? Not shifting the blame, not criticizing people, but for the most part, how do we approach this with good speech, good actions, and to focus on the real issue, the hate crime itself, right? To use the police matter as an example, like defunding the police. The real problem is that there is bad people on the task force. So what can we do to eliminate that problem? Not defund the police. That's just, no. To me, that's as equivalent to you giving up on the solution. That's just you giving up on the solution. That's what you can think of. 
no. Reform the police. That is a solid, productive, progressive issue. Uh, sorry, it's solution. And we can even be more specific, right? Like I said, we need police people to be vetted more so. We need to have more psychological training, right? We need to have, like, let's say, therapists. Or if there are people who are on the cusp of maybe have a certain, not racist, uh, bias towards a certain community, let's do some therapy sessions with them. Let's do that. Let's see, hey, what's going on? Why are you thinking this way? Do you really think this way? And then based off a committee of psychologists and maybe other people, if they deem that this, let's say, police officer is going to commit some sort of hate crime and maybe would put other people at risk, like, like innocent citizens at risk, then take them off. Revoke their badge, their license, whatever it is that they have that makes them a police officer. Revoke it. That's just a quick example of ways to reform the police. And I and I took this from, again, the police I've listened to on certain podcasts, like the Joe Rogan Experience. You can say whatever you want about that platform. I like it. So if you're able to suggest the good actions and then reinforce it and support it and explain it with good speech, we need to do that. And sorry, this took a long time for me to... <laughs> maybe I went all around with this whole thing, with this whole... Uh, topic at hand about social issues in general but it's just there's so much to talk about it's something i actually don't really talk about at all because i one don't really have anyone to talk about it with and two it's just i feel like at, for the longest time i just feel like me talking about it had no impact but i then thought oh you know what kind of like with the elections and just in general elections that happen your vote does matter Right, your vote could be that vote that turns the tables around. So if me speaking to whatever little circle of friends or community that I'm in can talk about these sort of things, bring awareness to these sort of things, and maybe just talk about the good stuff, the stuff that is more productive, then I am doing my part. I'm still doing something. It is not nothing. And I do recognize that. And that's why I'm wanting to talk about this today on this episode because this is such a huge fucking issue where not only that these kind of cases hate crimes that sadly and unfortunately enough often does lead to murder is a big fucking issue but another issue is i feel like a lot of us or maybe a few of us a handful of us at least who are against these sort of issues right who are protesting and speaking out against these issues we're just whining too much without really actually providing good actions, using good speech. It's We're not doing that, I feel like. I don't see that happening because an example, actually, I'm going to wrap this up real quick with something that I read on uh, Instagram on a comedy and public figure, David So. If you don't know who he is, he's a Korean-American comedian, great guy, very real. He is raw and real as fuck. And... Here's what I mean by bad action, bad speech, and just people who are just whining too much, who are not really being productive with social issues. Even if they are in you know, support of going against them and doing good stuff for the people and trying to represent people, this is what I mean where people are just whining and they're actually doing more bad than good. So this one person just randomly commented on one of David's posts on Instagram saying, and I quote, Why are you silent? 
on the broad daylight San Francisco murder of an 84 Thai man in an unprovoked attack, but you stay yapping about BLM. You are an Asian, but you don't even speak out for the victims of your own race. And David pretty much says, and I quote, who the fuck are you talking to when it comes to speaking up for Asian Americans, you bitch made fuck woke ass SJW clown? You only speak up on easy topics so you get a nice pet on your back. People like me are the reason you even have a platform as an AM Asian American to speak as openly as you do. Research who the fuck I am before you start saying stupid shit. And he also made a comment on his Instagram story about this interaction with this one particular person saying that another clown that likes to play oppression olympics against blm because i don't post about something on their timeline trust me i know about it and it's coming but you can get the fuck off my nuts you trash bag <laughs> end quote uh, yeah it's very funny what he said but more importantly it's incredibly real and i understand where dave is coming from you can't just say or just tell people and then harshly criticize them to speak out about certain cases. Why? Why don't you do something, dude? You do something. Don't just... If you think by doing something good is you pointing out other people who should be doing the good stuff, well, well there's a fucking issue there because you're not doing the good stuff. So why criticize? Why whine all the time? Like, I get it. You're in support uh, of the good stuff, of representing the people of color. You are against these hate crimes. That's good. But instead of fucking whining, why don't you just go? See, I, okay, and let me say this. I'm being immature with how I'm speaking about this, too. There were times throughout this episode that I may, and I will call myself out, being immature with my speech. Maybe perhaps harshly critical as well. But this is because this is me now putting in my hot takes. This is me spilling some hotter tea. Why the fuck do you think you're allowed and feeling entitled to make other people say the shit that you actually should be saying? The good stuff that you should actually be saying as well. Not just David. Not just some influencer on YouTube, Instagram, whatever social handles there are. Like, why do you feel entitled that you should be the one to tell other people to do what you think is best? And what we need for the country, for the people of color. In this case, Asian Americans. Why the fuck do you think that? Why don't you use your social handle to do more of the good stuff? To provide the good speech? So that you're not only providing objective truth and objective knowledge to these cases, these hate crime cases and murders and all these bad shit that happens with... In this case, you're, it seems like you're passionate about Asian Americans. Why not just further the good speech and then take action? Why whine about it so much to someone else? Anyways, we're going to end the episode on that. Me being immature with that speech. And I, again, I'm throwing myself under the bus. I'm calling myself out. That's me being harshly critical. And that is, if you want to say uh, hypocritical of me, go ahead. But for this episode, I really just did want to provide the objective truth. And I also wanted to not just talk about the hate crimes and these sort of cases themselves and just how I feel about them. I also want to be pointing out just some of the stuff that I'm noticing on the the supportive side. By the supportive stuff, I mean the people who are against these hate crimes and trying to do good stuff. I 
I wanted to call out some bad stuff that I've noticed that I feel like has always happened, yet it just never changes. So I hope <laughs> I hope this was insightful. And if you want to talk about this with me, let's talk. Let's do all the talking. I mean, I have a lot of time right now, or just more than what I used to have pre-pandemic. But let's talk nonetheless. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about potential good actions that the nation and the people can take in order to better represent the people and bring awareness to these problems. But more so, in order to solve these problems. Let's talk about it all. And. All I ask, if you are going to talk about this with me, or if you want to call me out on something, approach it in a civil manner. Don't just whine. Don't just put out shit like, "You're a fucking idiot. You don't know this shit. You're only half Korean. You're only you're actually half white. You have no say in this. You have you know white privilege because you're half white." Blah 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 blah. Because you say you're fortunate enough to not have experienced these hate crimes, you can't speak on this matter. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you can say that to me, but I'll say this: shut the fuck up. Again, let's approach these issues. Let's approach these topics, and please just let's approach each other if you want to talk in a civil manner, where we can implement good actions and good speech, and we can give each other some level of respect, right? At least the respect to listen to each other without any sort of true bias. Right, because we want to understand each other, and with that understanding, we can still focus that on to our own beliefs, like reinforce it. Or now, maybe we can start to work together to find some kind of compromise or、uh, some sort of solution that can benefit us both, and especially to help eradicate these hate crimes, right? These social matters, just improve it. We want to make it good. We want to just do everyone good. And with that, that's the end of the episode. If you want to support me. Follow, listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it. And you can also share this with your friends and family who may find this insightful, enjoyable, or just simply want to laugh their butts off. Although this episode was just more insightful, but still, there's other episodes out there that can make you laugh. And if you want to contact me for this sort of debate or these hot topics, contact me through my DMs on social handles. Email me. Or you can go to my input form page, where you can drop down those comments, questions, or topics that you like me to talk about in future episodes. And I have links to all of these contact methods in the description for this episode below. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I do apologize if I did seem immature at times, or I did seem. Just unintelligent or just stupid, right? Just whatever the case may be. I do apologize for anything. Call me out for it. I will own up to it all, and I will explain myself if you want that. And with that, I'll talk to you next time, next week, Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Woo! <laughs>